Hey, everybody. Welcome to AST Radio. Welcome to AST Radio. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins, everybody. Wait uh, for uh, it. <laughs> hold for the applause. Wait, there's no All one right. here to clap. Please take your seats at home or uh, in the gym or in the car, wherever you are. Listen, this is AST Radio. <laughs> listen. <laughs> but Everybody shut up. This is very loosey-goosey. Paul and I are feeling a little <laughs> silly today. Yet it, Paul has his headphones. Well, now now you switched it. I had my headphones on upside down because I wanted to be like President Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, the give, beard. Give the effect of uh, just a beard with no mustache. I thought you meant he used to wear his headphones like that, and I don't even think they had headphones back no, then. No, I wanted to be assassinated. Okay. Uh, listen, this is uh, this is AST Radio, but this is also the Doug Benson Interruption Edition. We're going to be doing this uh, once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, it, what we do is re- we record the the UCB show called the Doug Benson Interruption every month, and then we get together uh, afterwards and uh, play some clips and talk about the experience. Uh, of, a little commentary, if you will. Yeah, a little a little behind the scenes uh, peek. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's fun too. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, that, all that being said, Matt, all that setup and everything, I do want to say to uh, the listener: not that we owe you any explanations. <laughs> if we just played the clips, you would you would be happy. Yeah, you would you'd take be happy. them. You would listen and laugh and you know, be happy. I about think it. people would be happier because it would be sort of a mystery if they stumbled upon it. Like, what is this? It's just mm. these people talking, and it's really funny. Interesting. Well, that don't, just hey, <laughs> don't patronize me. <laughs> uh, you yeah. all but rolled your eyes when you said right. interesting to I, me. Well, no, it just made me reflect on all uh, the work I do to put, to put all this together. Did you have a little flashback? Un- unnecessary, isn't it? <laughs> I could just play it. <laughs> it is totally unnecessary. Uh, You've wasted your time. Why have I done this? Um, why do we do anything, Paul? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's fun, I, I guess. I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> it's reason. Fun. It's fun. The other thing you need to understand about this is... Is that Paul F. Tompkins is not Doug Benson at all? I am not. He's another person entirely. Totally other person. Uh, and and the reason he's here is because he was a guest host of uh, the Doug Benson interruption last week. Yeah, this was something Doug had wanted to try because he knew uh, it's a regular show. It's it's it used to be every month, mm-hmm. and Doug knew uh, eventually it was going to happen that he was out of town, right. um, you know, and wasn't going to be able to do it. So he had talked to me about it a while ago. He got UCB on board. Um, and I was very excited to try it. And, uh, and was that then, a tough sell getting UCB on board? <laughs> you know what? He kind of made it sound like it was. Oh, really? I think because, well, it might have been his concern that their concern was going to be, well, oh, okay. it's the Benson interruption. And, yeah. But who doesn't love to see me in any <laughs> well, just, capacity? I, I was just <laughs> sort of, I feel like the UCB, that is true. I will not uh, deny that. But the UCB is very mellow about things. Yes. Uh, I, I think also they could see that it would work just fine. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they I know me. Yeah. I don't think like, mm, how would that work, Doug? It's not like you saying what if my mother guest hosted <laughs> that might cause a little concern uh i'd like to see that too yeah why not <laughs> bring her up from san diego where i assume she lives uh <laughs> you've got your headphones on upside down again i do uh, you're, you can't be controlled i'm like a little pixie uh <laughs> okay so uh the guests on uh, this edition uh of the doug benson interruption <laughs> why do you say edition by... with a little sauce on it like that's not the right word you feel goofy saying it it's an edition of the show okay you can say it i, I will proud of it. i will own it i will stop being self-conscious about <laughs> yeah, the word exactly, exactly. Uh, you're a broadcaster matt the edition this is the edition <laughs> that paul f tompkins hosted uh the the guests uh were uh chris hardwick true jen kirkman mm-hmm. uh graham elwood correct Jay Leno. Mm. Keep going. Okay. Uh, Eugene Merman. Absolutely. Milton Berle. It, okay. <laughs> Two of these, obviously. Uh, 
Why am I playing this game? I don't know. You, you know the guests. Uh, everybody but the two I said that were ridiculous. Um, <laughs> that's not, but Graham Elwood, Graham Elwood is also ridiculous, but he was a guest. True. He's ridiculous in a different way. Yeah. In a uh, sublime way. All right. Um, let's, let's, uh, knock off the goofing around and get to the clips, right? Yeah. Enough goof around. Uh, okay. All we have to say about this first, uh, clip is, uh, Chris Hardwick, uh, he was first up, and uh, did we explain the concept of the interruption? No. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's we important. Yeah. Well, what, that's uh, Doug's that's, job. Doug, yeah, that's Doug's job. He's not here. What happens is uh, Doug started the show where um, he does a little stand up, and then he has uh, other stand ups on the show. And once he's done, he sits in the audience, and one of the other stand up goes uh, stands up, stands up. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's the correct. <laughs> he actually does stand up. Of stand up comedians, stands up. <laughs> the other stands up go on. It's like brothers in law. Um, <laughs> Doug will uh, just sort of chime in on their sets, add things to their jokes, or just interrupt them, or literally interrupt them, uh, or make fun of them. And uh, so that was the, the those were the shoes that I had to fill. Yeah. And I was kind of nervous about it, I have to say. Yeah. Uh, well, but, it's something different. It's not... Uh, it's very different. And it's a very, uh, it's a very specific thing because of how much is too much. And, yeah. you know, when are you, when are you just... When are you just sabotaging what the person is right. trying to do? And when are you adding to it and right. enhancing it? And uh, I must say, like I, I, after the initial first two times that I spoke up, uh, I became drunk with power. <laughs> and I didn't, want to, I didn't want anybody to do their bits. I just wanted to talk to them. Uh, but I have to say, I, I think it worked pretty well, as, as everyone will hear in a minute. Um, you, didn't, you did actually let them... This is what Doug, I think, figured out uh, at a certain point. Uh, you kind of, there's an opening thing where there's a lot of back and forth and banter, and it's not mm-hmm. really material. It's not the, the comic's not even trying to do material. It's more like a conversation, which yeah. is fun. And then he kind of steps back, and they can go into their uh, prepared material. Yeah, it and, sort uh, of happens naturally. It sort yeah. of happens organically, and it, that's what I found was that it sort of I, I began to just feel it. You know, like yeah, yeah, this is a time to let them go, and then you mm-hmm. know uh, look for my openings and you know right. all that. So I think it worked out okay. Yeah, and I should also add that what we play on the on the podcast is usually uh, just that opening stuff that I was just referring to mm-hmm. because. You know, we don't want to burn a lot of material for these comics. Right, um, like like you guys did with me. <laughs> like, I, like I so heartlessly did in the last edition when but Paul I, had a first-time bit. This yeah. was the first time you'd ever yeah, done yeah, it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was all excited about it. And then uh, <laughs> what I hear after the bit, either before or after the bit, when the, the first time you guys podcasted the, the Benson Eruption, was... Uh, Doug saying, "Oh yeah, we didn't really ask anybody if we got, you know, they gave their permission for us to do this, and you know, we didn't want to burn any material." And I just hear like this bit that I did, and yeah, I don't remember being asked at all. This is my, how I discovered it was, you know, seeing on the, you know, on my podcast list the Benson interruption. Oh, I'll listen to that. They're going to talk about the show. And then, oh, it is the show, and I was on it. See that uh, I thought Paul, I thought Doug had gotten uh, permission from everybody. Uh, I, I maybe I assumed he did. As, as he pointed out, he sort of said it over his shoulder as the show was starting to <laughs> right. the green room, which is full of people talking. Okay, but now it's all straightened out. <laughs> it's all fine. We it's definitely fine. got permission for for everybody you're going to hear uh, on this show. Yes, um, they're all great. Uh, yes, they, they are. have nothing to be concerned about or ashamed of or ashamed of. Uh, it's just all fun. So let's get to it. Uh, this is Chris Hardwick, and um, this is right from the top of the set, right after he came out. Uh, he's feeling Paul out a little bit. Right before we go into Chris, I want yeah. this to be the lead into Chris. Most of the people in the audience that night said that this was the best Benson interruption they'd ever seen. <laughs> so 
just more to point that out. Okay, here's Chris Hardwick. I sh- <laughs> that would have been a good lead-in, but I also have to add. <laughs> I do have to say one other thing. Why don't you repeat that after I say what I'm oh, about sure, to say? Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, th- as usual, th- this sh- this show is a very popular show at the UCB, so they have to put chairs on the stage, and the, the comics are a little hemmed in, mm-hmm. but th- the people in the front row on the sides who are on the stage literally uh, tend to get the brunt of, of crowd work and attention from the comics. <laughs> and uh, there's one poor soul uh, on this night. Uh, was wearing a vest. Yeah. Um, he had yeah, a yeah. satchel with him, uh, a German army. Yeah, like a German army bag. bag. You know. <laughs> uh, he had a he had a tie in his pocket. Yeah, he had a tie <laughs> in his pocket. <laughs> Which I don't think we're going to play that clip, but later that 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 came up with, with Grandma would yeah. uh, exploited that. Make a note of that. Uh, well, it's not, they're not going to hear it. <laughs> well, okay, Matt. Whatever. Well, it's not really it's like, something well, that translates to audio. No, well, but we could talk about okay, it. Okay, we'll talk about it. Boy, but we just boy. did, though. God <laughs> damn it. Well, there's more to say. All right, so just know that there was a guy with a vest sitting on, in the front row. Yes. And that my dog is attacking Paul right now. He just loves me at all. Uh, all right, here's Chris Hardwick on the Paul F. Tompkins interruption. <laughs> uh, it's, already, it's already weird. <laughs> what's your interrupting style going to be like? I don't know. I think I'm going to be polite. <laughs> I think I'm going to raise my hand a lot. <laughs> Uh, Are you scared of it? Are you fucking scared of it, Chris? Um, You're a little scared of it. It's a little under my skin. I'll be honest. All right. It's a little weird. Well, you fucking better bring it, then. (laughs) Give me a reason. Paul F. Tompkins is such a cunt that... Stop interrupting me! Oh, shit. (laughs) I tell you what, let's do it like this. Give me a reason not to interrupt you. We could just make it to where it's just abject silence, and then saying anything is even more awkward, so we all just have to sit here while the clock ticks down, and then I say goodnight, the neck comic, uh, the neck comic. Oh, I can't the even fucking talk. Is the neck comic here? <laughs> oh, shit. That's his hook. That Listen, you gotta have a hook. Okay. What if I'm the neck guy? <laughs> Next week on Next, see, because I have a neck. Is it a weird neck? No, I just have a neck. Oh, so that's... That's how desperate some comics are to find hooks that they just pick things that everyone has. Like, oh, I'm the neck guy. And they'll, they'll go, okay, I guess he's the neck guy. I like that you said, what if I'm a neck guy? Everyone has an idea of what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, you know, like, there was... I, I, oh, sure. wait, is there an idea of what that is? Well, no. There's no idea about the neck guy, but it's just it's just the idea that for the longest time, like, in the 90s, like, all comics were getting deals, like, hand over fist oh, because yeah. everyone wanted to get a comic on television. And so... It, it was very stressful because your representation would say, you have to be the dot, dot, dot guy so, like, networks can sell you. And and then in the in the end, no matter what anyone's hook was, they just kept manufacturing, like, the same sitcoms. Like, and I just... It, like, it could have been, like, the fucking... Uh, like, the Elephant Man fucking could have <laughs> had a, a sitcom deal and been like, hey, Elephant Man, Joseph Merrick, you're horribly deformed. And you have a party crazy African American roommate, you know, like they would just totally miss. I'm not I'm not a party animal, I'm a human being. Is that like exactly. line that could be in the show? That's the poster. That's the poster. Oh, oh my wow. god. Wow. We've just sold the show. How about this? Uh, uh, retarded Twins opened a, a uh, detective agency in Las Vegas. We call it Double Downs. Come on. Who fucking wouldn't watch that? Uh, who wouldn't watch that one? The second pun-based right. break of the evening. 
<laughs> Quasi Motorola. He's a hunchback with a cell phone or whatever. I don't know. What? I don't know. A flimsy premise. I'm riffing. That's why it's flimsy. The whole show is just a hunchback with a cell phone? Yes! Come on. Someone has to ring the bell, I guess you would say. And his phone would have a bell chime on it. Well, of course it would. I'm not disputing that. But there probably are hunchbacks with cell phones. It's not that weird a stretch. No, Paul, they don't let them have them. It's just too awkward to see it. You feel worse. You can actually, it's legal to slap it out of their hunchy hands if you see one. Is it that they hold the phone up to their hunch by accident sometimes? <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's... Force of habit, sorry. I thought that was my head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we should be laughing all the time. <laughs> Chris Hardwick, always uh, fun. I must point out that I laughed at myself a lot just now. While you did. That, and I'm glad I, you owned that. It's a terrible habit that I have, but folks, I can't deny it. that was some funny shit. Now, you had a correction. The other thing that, other than laughing at yourself. Yes, it is not uh, Joseph Merrick. It's John Merrick who's okay. the elephant man. Not, All right. not Joseph. Joseph Merrick, I think, is somebody else. I think oh, really? there's a guy named Joseph Merrick. Uh, listen, to your, listen to your bare naked ladies, Chris. <laughs> Did they mention him? I think so. Well, in nice. the, in, if I had a million dollars. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That he'd buy that. Uh, um, also, I, I do have to point out that, uh, you know, talking on the subject of the elephant man, um, the, I'm a party animal, uh, you know, I'm not a party animal human being. Um, I hate puns, and mm-hmm. I'm on the record as hating puns, and yet mm-hmm. that was right there in front of me, and so I went for it. And then I was mortified that it got an applause break. Okay. That <laughs> kind of felt bad about that. That's what I actually wanted to ask you. You sounded uh, almost, like, reluctant when you said that. You didn't deliver it like, here's a good tag. Yeah. You were like, <sighs> there's like a, li- you hear a, a little stutter yeah. as I'm getting it out like when I'm realizing I'm going to say it like yeah. I'm not a, oh, and that's why I'm there was sorry. like there was like a delayed reaction the crowd was like was that a joke or is he just mumbling to himself <laughs> and they're like that was a joke and guess what it was funny I'm gonna laugh now so like it was weird because I was I love puns I'm on the record as loving puns <laughs> and, uh, and I kind of at the in the moment I was like uh, kick me <laughs> kicking me for liking puns oh, rude uh I, uh, I, in the moment, I was like, why did Paul undersell that? That was the perfect thing to say right there. Well, if you like puns so much, why don't you just go into the parlor and play some whist? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they can be a, a heck of a lot of fun, and uh, I don't think we have Whatever, to. Whatever, Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> puns are fun for Mormons. That's, that's what I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree on this because we could spend the rest. Of the oh, time. I do not agree to disagree. <laughs> I I do. I will well, just let we'll you agree stew in it. On that, okay. Um, did Vesti even come up? Now I don't even remember. That no, might... Chris did mention him, but it did. It wasn't in that clip. That might be in the next clip. Sorry, I should have just said that at this and point. You're giving me a fucking hard time about <laughs> the thing with the tie in the pocket. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Oh man! Now people are really going to feel burned that they when they don't hear the tie in the pocket. They really. Are. Oh, they're going to hear about it. <laughs> no, they're hearing about it. Words. They're not going to hear it. Mm, true. All right. Uh, so uh, later in that set, uh, Chris talked about uh, MySpace. True. 
And oh, we should set up MySpace. It's uh, a website on the World Wide Web. Oh, how I think far back do we have to go? I think it's www.myspace.com. <laughs> I'm burning you for saying the W's. Gotta drive me crazy. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash not backslash as if anyone ever uses backslash. I think that breaks your computer if you put a backslash in a URL. Would happen. It's everything. By the way, I. Always referred to them as as earls because I thought so. I'd heard that somebody say an earl. You know, here's the earl for that. And never heard that. Don't make that face. <laughs> I've never it's heard not it. So crazy. Well, I've heard <laughs> it from people, and then a friend of mine mocked me for like earl. Ooh, earl. <laughs> That's what I just what, did. What, what, what are you going to laugh at people for saying radar? Scuba. It's self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Idiot. Well, Who would ever say earl? Well, I don't know. It's Why just, can't you say I, it makes perfect sense to say that? But until it becomes popularized, it's of course going to sound It will, motherfucker, geeky. and you will see. You're trying to start something. I hear you. I am trying to start something. It's like when I tried to... Uh, everyone just called it a mullet eventually, but before the word mullet to became... for something? <laughs> what if it did? What <laughs> <laughs> if was an anagram? God. An acronym. I w- acronym. I wish I would, That's a pet peeve yes. of mine when people say anagram when they mean acronym. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish I were quick enough to come up with a good uh, acronym for mullet, but no, like, like before mullet became a big thing, someone told me it was called a tooch, and I was like, all right, let's spread that around. It's tooch. Everybody wow. call that a tooch. And uh, it never caught on, and then mullet took over. Mullet is kind of perfect. For it, it, yeah, you can't dispute it. But it is. You can't dispute it. That is kind of the sound of that hairdo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where Tooch was coming from. It just it never had a chance. That was somebody trying too hard. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, so whoever came up with mullet was fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was like a guy who was probably very dry, and he didn't he didn't try too hard ever. You know, but every once in a while he would sit, he'd bust something <laughs> out, and it was always hilarious. You know. Yeah. He was just sitting in the back of a bar. Yeah. It's a guy who drinks Ballantine. Ballantine ale out of the can. A bunch of guys came in and he was just like, ugh, I hate those mullets. <laughs> and everyone was like, yes. <laughs> All right. Wow. Is that off track? Here's uh, what we were really just supposed but to informative. say. What we were really supposed to say in oh, between Chris these two things. Oh, talking about MySpace. Well, yeah. I was just oh, going to say oh, later in the set. Chris right. talked about MySpace, and that would be the clean radio way to do it. <laughs> so there well, was look, no. Guys, they got extra. They got extra. Yeah, I agree. And there's going to be a lot when of that. We get to talking. This is what happens. <laughs> I know. You know. What Soon I mean? we're going to be talking about Lost and uh, <laughs> Rockstar Supernova. Oh my god! Do you watch that? No. Let's not get into no, it. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> you don't exactly, watch it, so it doesn't exactly. matter. <laughs> okay. Let's uh, got off on a gigantic <laughs> tangent. All right. So Chris talked about MySpace. <laughs> Here's Chris Hardwick. Again. I just got my own MySpace page. I didn't have one for a long time. I just I noticed that. I noticed I that. that. <laughs> Let's get some Cokes and some chips and stay up all night. Let's get cyber drinks. <laughs> Smart water. Uh, that stuff is a ripoff. That doesn't make it any smarter. But you wouldn't have figured that out if you hadn't drank it. You're fucking smarter. Good point. Where's that crossword puzzle? <laughs> Sudoku. <laughs> you know what's fun? Numbers. Uh, you know what's that, funner? Numbers in squares. Man, when people try to sell me that Sudoku bullshit, I was like, no way. It's because all I have to hear is, it's a number game. No, thank you. Seriously. I've Thanks enough. a lot, Japan. Sorry about the bomb. Jesus, haven't we paid enough? Sorry about the deformations. 
We have uh, not run out of things to do with words that we have to resort to playing with numbers. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not convinced of that. I know. Uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, no, I, I don't know. I interrupted I, you. No, you're a good interrupter, though. <laughs> don't do this here. Uh, not in front of company, Paul. I just I have a MySpace thing, so if you I, I'm just email me on that or something. I I, I just, I'm angry with it though because it's just all those fucking all these uh, ads that are like flash cartoons that make you feel shitty, you know, like the scoop all the hot dogs out of the lake, you lose. What? I didn't even. <laughs> why are you playing the game? Why Why are you doing that? <laughs> I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. Oh, how do you find out you lose that, Chris? Well, because it always just says you lose, oh, yeah. Paul. Doesn't Everyone here will back I me up that it says you lose. That All that right, does lose. it not say that you lose without having to play it, sir? Yeah. See? He's huh? lying because oh, he Doug would have known that. <laughs> Here's a dollar, Vesty. Thanks for playing along. Did you beat the general on the traffic game? <laughs> beat the general? <laughs> I can't win the hot dog contest. <laughs> I can't bait a hook really fast in computer form. Did you outdance that other girl? No. <laughs> I can't uh, punch Schwarzenegger as push. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, okay. Several problems. <laughs> Let's um, start at the top. Defo- deformations. deformations. I think he means deformities. Yeah. I think because there's no. Well, you thought he. You, I think you thought he meant reformations, maybe. Yeah, I thought he was talking about the camps, the internment camps, yeah. where we rounded up the Japanese during World War II in America. Because I never thought in a million years that by deformations <laughs> he meant deformities. It was in the moment. Uh, I'll defend Chris here. You know, it's when you're. Well, I'm not attacking Chris, so. <laughs> mm, you no, you're attacking him. his choice of words. You mean. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I'm attacking his making up words <laughs> that aren't in the English language. I guess that's not. Yeah, it's not really a choice. It's a. Although I did say Earl earlier, <laughs> um, but I, I've heard other people say that. So shut up. Okay. Uh, what else with Chris? I thought we were over the Earl thing. There's no. I'll never let it go. <laughs> uh, he plays those MySpace games. Did, did you go back and check? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I that do, they I do actually play themselves if the, you don't do the anything. one with the piranhas where you have mm-hmm. to outswim the piranhas. <laughs> that it it did say try again. Right. It did, in fairness, it didn't say you lose. I think they, they, they used to be like that. A little more negative. And now it seems like they're more benign. No, like more positive. Yeah. Well, it, it's like now it's just like a dog with a ball and you're supposed to click the ball and play with it. It's not even a game. It's just like <laughs> that might be somewhere else. Here's what I will say this, though. Those games are so easy to win. Really? They're so easy. I outswam the piranhas. What's the, the trick? After I, after I, I looked for it after you know Chris and I had that uh, discussion. And yeah. um, the trick is uh, you actually have to move your mouse and uh, do it. You actually have to play it. That's the trick yeah, but to it winning. It really is like it's the most minimal effort you'll yeah. ever expend. And then it takes you to another page, and you don't, and then you close that window <laughs> because you don't want what they're selling. There's snake oil, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I, I just I do everything I can to not even notice ads on web pages. Wow, you're saying uh, it, it. You're saying it takes an, a supreme effort of will. Well, because they're coming at you with new things every day. It seems like, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were they're relentless. All these automobiles making so much noise in the thoroughfare. <laughs> Why I could barely dump my slop bucket out the window. Um, I actually have to go back to something in the first clip because I forgot to mention it before. Oh, when Chris uh, said uh, 
that back in the mid nineties, everybody was getting deals. Yeah. In, in the back of your head, did you kind of feel like I wasn't getting deals? Did that, did that give you pause? Um, a little bit. He's sort of, he's, he's a little late on that. I, mm. I think it was, uh, the late eighties and early nineties yeah. because the, the comedy boom was in the, the late eighties. That's right. when I started in, in 86. And, mm. you know, there was comedy clubs everywhere. And then mm. within, I would, I would say about three or four years, they were making a lot of deals. And it sort of petered out, I would say, in the mid nineties mm-hmm. when they were getting people that weren't they were just like club comics that didn't really have any specific point of view, you yeah. know, and they were just like, ah, <laughs> they do well with an audience. Like so Sue let's Costello. put them on TV. I don't want to name any names. <laughs> I don't, I don't play that. <laughs> Some people like to name names about comedians and I don't do that because humor is subjective and I don't want people saying it about me, <laughs> even though they already are. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously there are people out there that, uh, you know, don't care for what I do and think I'm a fucking hack or whatever. So, like that's that's what makes it hit home for me. Like, mm-hmm. what, who am I to how how can I say to somebody what you're wrong for liking that comedian? Right. You know what I mean? It's it's insane. That's really it's an insane uh, thing to postulate. So uh, I, I agree with you. But come on, Sue Costello. <laughs> that was a mistake on Fox's part. Wait, yeah. was she from Philadelphia too? No, she's from Boston. Oh, okay, she's from Boston. Um, I and I don't even like no, even- nobody from Philadelphia succeeded after Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably his doing. I think it is. I think Dr. Cosby is shutting everyone down. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the, the the door closes behind me and never reopens. Uh, I just think, regardless of Sue Costello's talent, uh, who was she when she got that show? She she wasn't at the well, level exactly. of she Seinfeld. Was, she was a club comic. If you look at even Tim Allen, you know, yeah. had like a thing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and what Chris says is... is uh, is true, like that was the thing, but but there there was a validity to that, you mm-hmm. know that um, everybody loves Raymond Seinfeld, like any successful show that you you can point to, yeah. it's like well yeah there's there's a definitely a point of view for that show, you know, um, and with Sue it was just like she's working class I guess I never mm-hmm. saw the show. Uh, I don't think I did either. I, I think saw, I, I, I think saw I the commercials. Once. I got it. But I've seen Sue's act, you know. Yeah. And Sue, uh, you know, is a very successful comedian, but um, there wasn't like a, a tent pole there, mm-hmm. you know. Like like with Ray, it's like that's so clearly that is the show. Right, you know, you right. saw his half hour special, and it's like, yeah, it's his wife, it's his kids, it's his in laws, you know, it's it's or her, you know, his family, it's all that stuff. It yeah. it, it it writes itself, right? You know? And it did. It was the first show that wrote itself. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. They would they would put a. <laughs> A computer in the writer's room, yeah. everybody would leave, and then they'd come in the next day. Oh, see, when you said it wrote itself, I actually pictured, like, they somehow made a pilot, maybe they just improvised it, and then they put it, they played a tape of it and pulled the television up to a computer, <laughs> and the actual, somehow the television playing the show was able to type out the next episode. They had a computer watch Ray's HBO Half Hour, and then <laughs> okay. the computer was like, this is easy, I know what to do here, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and then wrote seven seasons. Amazing. Yeah. I, I can't believe they stopped doing it. It seems like a, it's like oh, no, a golden co- goose. The computer is still writing episodes. Or of it's everyone a, it's a goose. Oh, okay, they just won't make them. <laughs> it does take a lot of work. It's not the golden goose. It's the golden egg. The goose the laid goose it. Goose that lays the golden. Egg. But if the goose were golden, how much would that be worth? <laughs> well, that was the problem. Is that somebody cut the goose open? <laughs> just to That's find the, the end gold. of that story. Yeah, because they figured, well, I'll just reach in and get the golden guts. And then, <laughs> Why uh, would no. you want the golden guts? Well, because a I nice don't know. egg. Is, I don't know. The egg I, is the perfect shape for gold to be. I don't. I'm kind of fuzzy on that story, but I remember 
the, the you know the expressions you you know the, the goose that laid the golden egg and killing the goose that mm-hmm. laid the golden egg um you know is cutting off the gravy train another <laughs> another <laughs> phrase another um, cliche on top but of yeah it. I don't remember what the reasoning was behind the idiot that cut open the goose <laughs> he that thought maybe he could. Egg manufacture whatever was in there. Maybe thought a goose was like a worm and that it would split into two geese. <laughs> if anything, I would breed the goose that laid the golden egg. Exactly. Not cut it open like exactly. a moron. But if the eggs are gold, how are you going to breed them? You know? Because well. the, the, the still essentially it's a stillborn you know, goose. But then maybe <laughs> that's how, maybe that would create a golden goose. If, if you did have um, a, a fertilized egg in the goose that laid the golden egg, it would come out. The egg would be gold, but then the egg would crack open, and any goose strong enough to crack out of a golden egg has got to be golden itself. I, I get true, <laughs> true. Although who, I don't know what happened with those eggs once they were bartered. I mean, I would imagine they were used to for, to buy goods and purchases. Yeah, uh, goods and services. Um, <laughs> they were used. They were used to buy purchases. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what a colossal waste of time this thing is. This podcast. Oh, we're I doing. don't think so. I think we really made people think. <laughs> Let's keep going with the clips. I think that's the that's what's fun. Well, we're fun, obviously. We're a goddamn riot. <laughs> we're fun. We're a lot of fun to each other, at least, <laughs> if nothing else. But uh, the second comic to come to the stage was none other than Jen Kirkman. Who? Uh, oh, my friend Jen, Jen Kirkman. You're, you're one of your best friends, Jen Kirkman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I make fun of her so much off stage. I tease her and I give her a hard time. I I feel very uh, uh, fraternal towards her mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I I sometimes it like I did this show called uh, Win Their Approval, mm-hmm. which is um, comedians performing for a, a panel of comedian judges. Right, I remember and that. And she did it one time, and I was so <laughs> I was I treated her the way I always treat her, mm-hmm. and then later, but it wasn't getting any laughs. And then later, somebody said, "Yeah, I think that came off kind of mean." And it's like I forget that people don't necessarily know that Jen and I right. are, are good friends, and that I tease her all the time. They don't have the context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So even just now, I felt bad about that like, saying "who" because <laughs> like well, that's mean. And then I, of course I worry about Jen listening to this and saying yeah. that was pretty mean. What's weird is I, when you said that, I kind of maybe feel the same way even though i don't know her that well like <laughs> i don't know why but that's that's funny that you said you that you know cause... what it is it's because jen is very uh open mm-hmm. and and the, the her comedy is all about her feelings and everything mm-hmm. so it makes you feel very close to her in i a think you're way. right and mm-hmm. um you do kind of want to take care of her mm-hmm. and tell her to fucking knock it off <laughs> <laughs> that's another example you guys of him joking because yeah, yeah. it's, it's I, a good friend I, I do i do love jen and i do love to make fun of her <laughs> those are the two things i love uh, a little bit of uh ast trivia for you mm. uh jen kirk AST stands for a special thing yes uh this is the ast radio podcast uh part of the ast radio network of families oh my god <laughs> um which also people includes- are clamoring for the goose conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the trivia. I have we'll- more theories. Gold is a soft metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Maybe a goose could get out of that. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's the trivia, you guys, and everyone probably already knows this because I can't stop talking about. It. I'm very proud of it. Jen Kirkman and I went to college together. I did not know that. Oh well, it's true. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, we were we didn't know each other at all. Emerson. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we were I think in the same class. Wow. Yeah, you didn't know each other at all. No. So you discovered this later after you yes. graduated. Yes. Dis- presuming we, I just dis- I discovered it at a at a St. Nick's show when uh, a guy I knew in college showed up and and he was like, oh yeah, I'm here to see Jen Kirkman. Uh, mm-hmm. We were in a sketch group together, and I was like, wait a minute, she went to Emerson, and that's how I found out. Uh, oh, this guy kept you two apart. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he was one of those guys that knew everybody. Uh, 
knew right. everybody a little, but nobody a lot. He's what Malcolm Gladwell would call a connector. Oh. Have you read The Tipping Point? No. It's a really good book, you guys. It's in paperback. Check it out. This is a real learning show. We got a little bit of it folklore is. with the, go- the goose. Absolutely. Uh, you know the elephant man's real name? <laughs> <laughs> and now you're going to learn about uh, the Smiths from Earl. Jen Kirkman. Earl. <laughs> All right. Here's Jen Kirkman. Stop saying Earl. <laughs> oh, and the, the only other thing you need to know before you hear this is that Jen Kirkman was wearing a Smith's t-shirt uh, when she came out. And she looked terrific. She did. As she always does. Yes. She's a pretty young lady. <laughs> I agree. Here's Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Jen Kirkman's theme. Do-do-do-do-do-do. You're pre-terrupting. <laughs> that should have gotten a bigger laugh. Well, I think it confused people because it's not a word. Uh, what'd you say? Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking. You go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead, Jen. No, go ahead. Uh, hey, do you like the Smiths at all, by any chance? <laughs> Frankly, Mr. Shankly, I don't like that. Oh, I was yeah. going to do a show, and then I found a show, but heaven knows I'm miserable now. <laughs> no? Oh. I don't like good working-class music from England. Well, guess what? I'm Those right. people can go home and cry and want to die, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> can I just sing a Smith song? In the Please. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can't sing. I can't sing. <laughs> sure but you can. I remember Who wants to hear Jen sing, everybody? <laughs> A spotlight. It was fucking. You couldn't see it. It was beautiful. I don't have my gl- daffodils in my pocket or whatever. You <laughs> Mercy. Why are you just like? Oh, you just did that. Like I have a heart. That murmur. reaction. Oh. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, I remember when I learned the definition of vile from listening to this miss, and that was every other word in my diary in high school. Like, Terry is so vile. She doesn't understand. I used to listen to the song Cemetery Gates on my Walkman and ride my bike to the cemetery and then sit there on a gravestone and listen to the lyric, all those people, all those lives, where are they now? And be like, I am. I care about where they are now. Like, these people of Earth, like, they think they're immortal or something. I get it. So you, you took the Smiths really literally. <laughs> I met Morrissey. Did you really? <laughs> oh, did I just debunk your whole story? No, <laughs> by no, asking I really that met him. I met question? him at Tower Records. I said, you were my best friend in high school. <laughs> and he went, which is not true. I actually was super cool in high school. I had a shitload of boyfriends in a band. Like, I was fucking pretty sweet. But and then did he say, do you mean secondary school? <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. He's he said, uh, "I suppose I'm your worst enemy now." Um, oh, that's an awesome comeback. Very witty. Then I saw Johnny Rotten at that same Tower Records two days after Kurt Cobain died, and this woman goes, uh, "Johnny, you look great." And he goes, "Better than Kurt Cobain." <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> he still got it. <laughs> Who still got it? Me or Johnny Rotten? The both of you. All right. Uh, Paul is eating a, a candy bar. Not a Man, candy bar. A Priya bar. Protein bar. Protein, protein bar. bar. What did you call it? Uh, Priya bar. Priya bar? 
I don't know what that is. Priya. It's a brand of protein bar. Well, that's not... I'm not endorsing Priya products What, right what is now. that? Sorry. Quicker Oats? It's called Carb Right. It's called, it's called Doctor's Carb Right Diet. <laughs> yeah, a doctor made it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, doctors make the best food. It's uh, blueberry cheesecake. <laughs> Sounds delicious. It tastes just like blueberry cheesecake, too. <laughs> nice. A lot of these bars, they don't taste like the thing they say they are. This really tastes like blueberry cheesecake. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Where'd you get it? 7-Eleven? GNC. Oh, okay. Oh, it's fancy. <laughs> it's a little fancy. You wouldn't get that as It might be too fancy for you, Matt. I don't, know <laughs> I, I don't like think I'm it. ready for it. Mm. Uh, okay. I also want to point out that while I did not know Jen Kirkman in college, I remember, I know what she's talking about. She she says that she met Morrissey and doesn't really get into the specifics of the fact that I'm 90% sure she stood in a line on uh, Mass Ave. You know what's funny, though, is that that's immediately where my mind went. Oh, okay. Like, that's what I, I just assumed. Yeah. That's what she was... Well, so did I, saying. because I remember when he was there. It was right. when... Uh, was. But that's funny that you point out that it was... Because it didn't even occur to me that it, that people would think, like, oh, where did you meet Morrissey? Right. Like, at a bar or at a party? <laughs> right. It didn't, I just immediately, like, well, because, I just Because Morrissey does not go out. <laughs> Morrissey <laughs> is not social. He does he's not talk sad. to people. He's too sad and melancholy. Yeah, but I remember, it was funny, I, re, I, I literally remember walking by that line that went, like, it was out the door of Tower Records, mm. across uh, the bridge that goes over the Mass Turnpike, and uh, I was like, holy shit, what's going on? Mm. And they were like, oh, Morrissey's here. And there were a ton of people from Emerson <laughs> waiting to meet Morrissey. Tells you a little bit about Emerson, actually. Well, you know, it is, that is interesting, because I met uh, I met Peter O'Toole years ago at a, at a book signing, mm-hmm. but I always say that it was at a book signing. <laughs> I never imply, like, oh, I met Peter O'Toole once um, through mutual friends. He <laughs> was at a dinner party, a really small one. We were at a pool party, and uh, <laughs> he, he, he let me borrow a Speedo. Yeah, he was grilling some dogs. Um, so anyway, that was... Uh, Although, did I cut her off before she said that, or did she kind of let it hang? Like, Oh, because I you said, did, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you did yeah, kind yeah, of... Yeah. Uh, so she may volunteer And then she went, uh, and, and you, you know she, she says later, at that same Tower Records... Yeah, yeah. I met uh, Johnny Rock. Right. So maybe that's why you thought it. I mean, but she doesn't. She, that still could mean that she bumped into him. In so you're trying to call her on the on her shit. Yeah, no, I'm not. I just, I just, I, I wasn't really trying to call her at all. I was just, I was. Uh, mm-hmm. All I was saying was that I was there too. I just didn't wait in the line for four hours to to talk, say two things. Here, here's what you're really trying to get out there. I was there too. I'm not pretending like me and Morris are best friends like Jen is. <laughs> I get it. I, I think that's it. what I said exactly. <laughs> I don't know why you're repeating my exact words, Paul. Earl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so, wait, there was something else. I, I I don't know that British people call high school secondary school. <laughs> that sounded right to me at the time. It does feel right. But I'm not – I feel like it's there probably is – actually – There is a term that they use that's the equivalent of high school, but I can't I, – I don't think secondary school is it. Yeah, because they have right a now. crazy system, fifths and sixths. Oh, levels. Sevenths. Elevenths. <laughs> <If you> re- <laughs> Second breakfast. <laughs> but Yeah, but no, but it's not like ours. It's not like it doesn't go to 12. I think it goes to seven. Or nine or something. Wow. Well, that's why they all I don't uh, know. are chimney sweeps. <laughs> no, read your Harry Potter. It, it explains everything. Ew. Um, I don't read it either. No, you do. <laughs> yeah, look to Harry Potter for an explanation of the British school system. No, that's the whole thing because there's the, the number of books. is Each one is one year in his schooling. Yeah, but the first one is not like 
He's already been to school for a few years. Yeah, yeah, but, the, but I think that's the separation between... Just, just gloss over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elementary, and then you move <laughs> on to whatever the real school is. Who gives a shit? If yeah. you're a grown person, stop <laughs> reading Harry Potter books. God, read an adult novel or nonfiction book. Stop reading children's literature. I think Paul even recommended one, The Tipping Point. Yeah, read that. It's great. <laughs> really good. All right. Um, read The Devil in the White City. Oh, have you yes. read that? No, but I, really? I they're going to make a shitty movie out of it probably really soon. <laughs> yeah, because it is one of those things. It's like a murder mystery crazy thing. Yes, right? but they're going to it's it's going to be terrible. It's uh, I'm sure I, I can tell you this. That movie, no matter who stars in it, no matter who's writing it directly, it will be bad. The book is fascinating. It's set against the backdrop of the, the, the World's Fair in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this guy, Herman Webster Mudgett, who was this insane mass murderer. Um, he built a murder castle and he murdered hundreds of women because this was like turn of the century. It was, it was the, the, uh, you know, still the 1800s and, and, um, it was very easy to just get lost, you mm-hmm. know, in a city and all these yeah. people were coming to the world's fair in Chicago and, uh, it was this gigantic exposition. And so uh, he lured hun- literally hundreds of women to his murder castle and I uh, guess what he did there. He murdered them. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why? That would be the last thing I would expect from a murder he, castle. No, he was as good as his architectural word. I would have just assumed it was the castle belonging to rapper C. Murder. <laughs> I hope he does. Well, he actually went to jail. But uh, for, guess what? Murder. <laughs> it's true. Um, but uh, What if it, it was for tax evasion? That would have been awesome. <laughs> then he would have to change his name to C. Like tax evasion. How do we put away C. Murder? <laughs> Uh, Bama's on her fifth stick, and we're on our second clip of uh, Jen oh Kirkman. Oh, Oh, okay. Not second clip total, but second no. clip of Jen. Jen Kirkman, uh, part two. Um, here it is. No. What's scarier, do you think? Getting hurt or just, like, the possibility that there's an afterlife and you'll perish? That there is an afterlife and you'll perish? Yeah. Well, I feel like I'd be okay with, like, bang, bang, bang out. Like, I wouldn't mind getting eaten apart by a shark. Like, to me, it's like, whatever. What? But I went... <laughs> I, I want to you to fucking hear what you just said. No, Paul. Jen, being eaten by a shark is mankind's greatest fear. And Not sharks, mine. sharks should be obliterated. No. Yes, they should. They're monsters. We don't need them. I'm afraid of... I love There's the plenty of other fucking fish that will eat other fish. We don't need sharks. I think I like them because I feel like their smile looks like mine, like kind of... <laughs> no, I like them. I feel I can't. What I just I just think, I'm afraid of flying. Right. That is a monster. Sure. That is a metal monster. Who did you just make a? That was in you. Yeah, there's a monster in your head that tells you that planes are scary, but it's not like a real monster in the sea. Uh, I always talk about fear of flying in therapy and stuff, and because uh, every time I fly, I get that weird feeling like, oh my god, like something bad's gonna happen, and I get it so strong that I'm, I tell the pilot, I tell the stewardess, and everyone's like, stop, like just sit down, sit down, and I feel like like that Flight 93 movie where everyone's on the phone like, mom, I love you, like there's an angel surrounding me, and I know it's you, and they're like, well. They're basically saying goodbye. Like, nobody's like, I think I'll be home later. Like, everyone's, everyone's basically saying goodbye. But I, and then I feel like I would be on the phone like, I fucking told you, dicks. I said I had a weird feeling. And you let me, and then someone's yelling, let's roll. And I'm like, fuck up. I have five more people to shame. I'm not rolling anywhere. You know what, though? Jen, if I, if I got that call from you, I would not begrudge it at all. I would, I would tell people, you know what? Jen was right. Thank you, Paul. Because she, I let, she let me have it, and I deserved it. <laughs> this is a 
a lot of people in my life that I would call you. I'm gonna call you if that happens. And I, Please, I hope no, I hope, hope I'm the first person that you call when your plane crashes. I hope you laugh me into the afterlife. Oh man. Uh, here's another thing. That movie Flight 93 was so unrealistic because uh, you can't talk into your cell phone on a flight because the stewardess will totally tell you to put your phone away. I think it's an extenuating circumstance. Really? <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to say next time I try to make a call from the plane. There is someone maybe hi- if someone was hijacking. It, I'm, you know, okay. I'm going to say, what if I plan on hijacking this plane later? Then and I have get to arrested. Work some stuff. Oh, good point. <laughs> All right, uh, so that was Jen Kirkman. Jen Kirkman! Yeah. Yeah. Good nice stuff. job, Southie. Uh, <laughs> Southie. That's, that's my little nickname for her, because she's from Boston. <laughs> she's not from Southie, though. Oh, she's not from Southie, though. Uh, all right. So, uh, wh- well, okay, you you actually do. That's a bit you do about I sharks. I have talked about sharks uh, on occasion, and uh, I'm insanely afraid of them. I'm insanely afraid of them. And the, there's, I get an odd thrill when I go in the ocean mm-hmm. um, because it's on my mind all the time. So mm-hmm. for me, the challenge is how do I just keep it at a low level? <laughs> my, right. my insane fear of sharks <laughs> because I'm thinking I, – I, and I have a weird rationalization is as long as my feet can touch the the bottom, yeah. then I'll, I'll be okay because I'll run away. <laughs> um, but uh, So yeah, I was delighted that she said that about sharks, mm-hmm. that I'd rather be eaten by a shark. <laughs> so I still find that – I really do find that insane. And I had a running thing – Running argument with a friend of mine who said, "Would you rather go to jail for a year or go in a uh, in a shark cage?" And I said, oh, "Go to jail for a year, obviously. <laughs> that's that's no. There's no choice. There. Really, I would rather go to prison for a year because the cage. You're safe. No, you're not, <laughs> Matt. Now who's being naive, Kay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Jen. What kills me about Jen is Jen has talked about her fear of flying." So much more than she's flown. I would more than she's I would flown. Guess. She's talked about her fear of flying so much that I'm surprised she's still afraid of flying. Like I'm surprised <laughs> she hasn't talked herself out of it because it's. Uh, she will mention it at the drop of a hat. Maybe maybe she, when she does, it'll be like this big thing in her act, like her her career. She'll be like, "Oh my god, yeah. I can't talk like about some, flying like, anymore. Like it doesn't apply." Sober. Like <laughs> yeah. getting sober. Um, but yeah, I, I I really am surprised because she does fly a fair amount. Because she always has a, you know, there's always a lead up discussion about it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to fly in a couple weeks and I'm really freaked out about it, as always. And she says, as always. And I, it really, it, it kind of, the thought did strike me that she really should have talked herself out of it by now because she's been so afraid of it for so long that it's almost <laughs> like she should at some point say, oh, I'm not afraid of flying anymore. Yeah. I guess, like, it's, it's ridiculous to be afraid of it so much. I, I hear you, Paul. Um, let's don't, move don't on. Fucking blow me off like that. God, <laughs> well, I was, I was actually, I was just wondering if, if you want, if there's anybody else who shut you want to tell them up, their shut feelings. Up, shut up, <laughs> folks. If you could see this motherfucker's face as he is so patronizing and oh, like shaking his head, like I hear you, Paul. Like that's, I'm a human being. And guess what? Oh. So is Jen Kirkman. <laughs> what? <laughs> what am I saying that's so terrible? Well, you're telling her how to feel. I'm not telling her how or to feel. Or you're telling her I'm her saying, feelings are wrong. I'm talking about my feelings. <laughs> I'm not saying her feelings are wrong. I'm saying she... You know what? I know I am saying that. <laughs> Fucking do something about it, Jen. Jesus Christ. This is going to be... You know Jen Kirkman listens to this Yeah, podcast. I know she does. Uh, we both know that. Here's what I'm going to say, Jen. M- m- fucking Matt has driven me to talking to you this way <laughs> via a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, so blame him. 
Well, like, because you said before, you're always really polite and courteous to her otherwise. Oh, how dare you. <laughs> oh, my God. This is taking an ugly turn. I'm going to... Wait until murder is legal. <laughs> it's only a matter of days, I think. Uh, isn't Congress uh, getting back together? Yeah, with the current administration. <laughs> yeah, let's get political on it. Um, uh, great set, Jen. Uh, as always. As always, we love it. Um, and uh, now this next comic... I do not know how this is going to work because uh, he actually said when we when we were in the green room before the show and you were asking everyone, hey, is it okay if we record? He just burst out laughing like, yeah, go ahead and record <laughs> audio of me doing what I do. Uh, Graham Elwood, if you don't know, is uh, something. <laughs> well, that's that's how we'll hear. Yeah, he well, he's a he's a super funny guy. Um but his his when he when he comes to the UCB he tends to uh, to play the buffoon. <laughs> Pretty idiot. Yeah, he plays the buffoon card. <laughs> uh, and uh, and it's a lot of uh, kicking things over. Oh, uh, immediately stomping immediately. around. I don't even know if it's on on the tape. But he, his opening thing. It, oh, okay. He'll hear that. Okay. Good. 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 And I just I actually feel like we should just play it and not even yes, try to explain. Absolutely. And yeah, then get a load of this, ladies and yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. Just just try to figure out what the hell's happening here. With uh, with Graham Elwood, and then after you hear his opening uh, salvo, we will maybe uh, give you a little bit of <laughs> detail. Yeah, try not to lose your mind <laughs> listening to Graham. Good luck. This is some experimental shit playing the audio of Graham Elwood on a podcast. <laughs> Mr. Graham Elwood. Graham Elwood. Got an applause break out. Is that Wait. guy really wearing a fucking vest? I, uh, <laughs> Graham. Nice vest, 1983. Hold hey, on. Graham. Nano, nano, Mork. Hold on, reference. Shazbot. Before we get into that, are Hold you, the phone. Are you telling me you're not going to knock over that stool? <laughs> There's only three items on stage. You knock over two out of three. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Uh, don't tease me, Grandma. Oh, oh, that'll hold me over. Come on, a little taste, a little taste. Dean Hagelin, everybody, good to have you. All right. Take he your time he... with that reference, folks. Only the nerds got it. Only the nerds got the reference. Open up, nerd. There's a reference out here for you. Come on, don't you remember the lone gunman from the X Files? He's in the goddamn audience. Now who's the nerd? Hey, wait a minute. You spun it around on me. I'm a nerd. That's right. I'm a nerd. Yeah, San Francisco glasses. All right. Come on. Let's do it. You want a chair knocked over? I'm sick of this goddamn chair. How does that sound? Woo! Look at that, buddy. Closure. Little bait and switch. Oh, my philosophy. Grab that one, everybody. <laughs> 
Oh, what else is in the news? <laughs> you fucking idiot. What else is in the news? How dare you? I'm trying to be more topical, Paul. I'm trying new stuff tonight. Hey, this stool is like Hezbollah. Hey, what's this? It's like Hamas, huh? You know what I'm saying? That might sound like Syria, like, hey, Hezbollah, settle that shit down. You're going to get us blown up, right, ladies? <laughs> Dating's weird. I, uh... You ever heard any, like, dating at a fucking music stand? Like, hey, I don't want it. Oh, I do characters. <laughs> Just noises. Just noises. The whistling. Uh, yeah, if, we got to explain the whistling. He, uh, oh. You might have thought, if you heard that and didn't know better, you might have thought that was someone in the audience getting excited, but no. Yeah, or it was part of the song or something. But no, Graham, uh, here's what happens, folks. Here's what you just heard. Graham comes out on the stage to loud music. He screams and yells. He kicks over every available object on the stage. There's in this a, case, there was a mic stand, mic stand a, a music, music stand. stand. Um, there was a stool that Paul mentioned he actually left alone for I, some yeah, reason. that was odd. That was and odd. And yet, when you called him on it, then he went, the, there was one empty chair all the way in the corner yes. in the front row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he had to tip that over as yeah. a response. He never did tip over that stool. He no. Did not go he stool respected he the stool. It. He sat on I think it. He was, I think that was a statement. There was some sort of message in there. <laughs> but it's, 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 a, it's performance art. And, and that's actually, the stool, I think, represents government? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I took it to mean. Um, Graham also, uh, has a piercing whistle. Yeah. Um, piercing then, without amplification. Without amplification, exactly. And yeah, yet, he's not on mic whistling. He's no, just no, whistling. then, no, but he, it's, he does do it into the mic and yeah. it's even he worse. He does do it in the mic. And he whistles and stomps his foot. <laughs> and that's his act. Um, well, it's not his whole act. You'll hear later, uh, he does Most actually of his act. have some stuff. No, he, d- he absolutely does. He did, he did more. Material than I am used to seeing him do yeah. at the UCB and, and particularly at the at the the interruption show. Right. Um, and I thought was, he had the uh, set of the night, honestly. He was yeah, he was hilarious. He uh, was hilarious. That bit. Uh, well, you'll hear it later, and it's yeah. so funny. It's so so funny. Um, but I was really looking forward to uh, uh, to to making fun of Graham, and I, I told I, I sent an email to Doug after the show when I got home, and I said, you know, everything went well, and thanks for letting me do this, and. Uh, uh, making fun of Graham is so much fun. Like I, I had an idea of how much fun it would be, but then it was ten times that. It was so enjoyable because he's just such a cartoon. He yeah. just acts like such a, a goddamn fool up there that it's, uh, it's, it's. Well, you it's can a, hear it's thrilling. I, I, I think we all heard the excitement in your voice when you called him a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Which I actually thought was the funniest <laughs> moment of the whole show when you what just like laughing at and, and then oh. just the how dare you was yeah. nice. To, yeah. Even though, even though he is aware of what he's doing, it's yeah. still fun to make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, he, he know he knows what he's doing. He's, he's setting himself up. Oh, for that. he knows That's what great. he's doing. <laughs> oh, he knows. He's in complete he's control at all time. You guys, did you see what he was at all time? <laughs> at all time. Uh, he's an all time controller. <laughs> uh, all right. So then, uh, so I don't know. I think between that clip and the one you're about to hear is when he maybe pulled the tie out of the Vesti guy's pocket <laughs> yes. um, and just threw it to the ground. By the way, I do want to say, Graham will say things like, hey, San Francisco glasses. Yeah. And what kills me about that is uh, when people, whenever I see people make references like that, when they're on target, like it's a, mm-hmm. it's a weird 
nebulous thing. And yeah. then somebody says something like that and it pulls it into sharp focus like, oh, yeah. that's the perfect thing to right. say. That's not the case with Graham a lot of the time. It's like that San Francisco glasses, I, I see what you're going for, yeah. but I, I don't necessarily agree. And that right. is even funnier to me. That's yeah, it's weird. It's almost like he's he's turned that whole phenomenon inside out of 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 identifying the exact thing being funny. Yeah. And then but for him sometimes the joke is that he's absolutely not on target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the one of the first times I saw him uh at M Bar at a death ray show. He uh, was doing the similar type thing that you just heard, uh-huh. and he just goes, "Ha ha ha, tennis guy!" Because <laughs> a guy was wearing because all he was doing was wearing oh, a polo shirt, oh my god, like a fucking tennis polo guy. shirt that wow. anyone would wear. Somehow that made him tennis guy, but it was reach. so fucking funny. Hey, coffee bean and tea leaf shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but I still, my friends and I who were with me still laugh about that tennis guy thing. Like it was fucking guy. classic. <laughs> that and the other. Great Greatest uh, hits from from my experience watching my experiences watching Graham. Uh, there was a mylar balloon at M Bar once with a smiley face on it, the classic yellow smiley yep. face. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea why it was there. It had nothing to do with the show. It was probably where was it on the stage? No, it was it was sort of off to the side. Uh, I think tied to one of those chairs that you know they pile up those chairs. Um, that is weird and sort of it creepy. Was, it was weird, but it was not like it, it was out of the light a little bit, so it was fine. Mm-hmm. So he was running around doing his thing, and he just fucking uh, like you know jujitsu punched the the mylar smiley face, <laughs> and uh, I loved it. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. If, if you haven't seen Graham, um, he does a lot of uh, karate moves, yeah, and references them. Is he? A, I think you do hear that at some maybe. point. Maybe I don't. Clips. Maybe not in the clips, but. Uh, I can't promise that. I, I don't recall, but uh, yeah, he's he might be a black belt, a brown belt. He's up there somewhere. I, my guess is he's not at all. <laughs> no, he really does train. Mm. You've seen that guy Snake, right? He does uh, sometimes Snake. Snake. This guy that he trains with comes. Oh, Tim, somebody. Yeah, a guy the with guy the mohawk. That, the, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, he he comes to show sometimes, and I apologize and about not remembering Tim's last name, which I used to know. Oh, really? I'm sorry, Tim. Uh, well, he he holds the boards while that Graham punches and breaks. <laughs> that's his job. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, let's get back to the comedy. Seriously, that's what he does for a living. <laughs> that's his only job. Yeah, here's more comedy. College professor doing a thesis. Good to have you. I want to test the ill effects of uh, yelling in a hot theater in across from a fucking cult house. <laughs> Oh, it's not about the money. It's not. That's why they live in a castle. It's not about the money. <laughs> not about the money. Hot topical, you son of a bitch. Unfold your arms, lady. Did you say did Betty you say, Page? Hold on. <laughs> did you say hot topical? <laughs> I swear it's, to a, God. it's a drink. Oh, someone make top- me a hot topical. <laughs> Got a little chest cold. Make uh, me a hot topical. Yeah, How are you? You remember uh, hot topicals when I was a little mustard plaster. <laughs> Please make sure uh, my face doesn't come off on it. God damn it, mustard plaster. <laughs> well, I should have got here earlier. I would have got a better seat. <laughs> now I'm an old man. I don't know why he's why like are, 85 yeah. years old. Good to have you. <laughs> kind of why is that clip in there? Uh, there was some fun stuff in there. Really? <laughs> well, I like that he goes back to this guy. That he first identifies as the as Dean Hagland, right. uh, which you actually told oh, me. Yeah, I was sitting next to that guy in the audience. By the way, it was hot as hell yeah. in that theater that night. Yeah, and uh, I didn't think it would be so hot sitting in the audience. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I dressed up and I was wearing a jacket, and I I was actually considering taking my coat off. <laughs> it's never been done. Yeah, um, but I was sweating buckets, and I, so I was sitting next to this guy. 
Um, that, that <laughs> Graham called Dean Hagelin a little bit of a stretch, by the way. Um, uh, not really. And uh, the guy, <laughs> when Graham said, Dean Hagelin, uh, the guy turned to me and said, we get that a lot. <laughs> uh, and also, I, sh- I should, ha- I guess I have to add that uh, that guy, well, okay, the thing that I thought was funny about that last clip is that in the, sp- in the first clip, you hear him call him Dean Hagelin, goes in the swing, and then calls him his, philo- same guy, my philosophy professor. And then later in the <laughs> set, he goes back to him and, and, and then calls him the old professor or something and talks about how he's doing a study. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just like, it, it's like he keeps trying until yeah. like something sticks. Although yeah. even if it does stick, he'll keep trying for some reason. But what I was going to say was that guy, Dean Hagelin man, uh, is actually the father of AST Zone, Rob Pash. So enjoy that, hardcore nerds. Um, <laughs> or don't. Uh, I'm sure you've seen him. He's at almost every death ray. He's a, he's a hardcore fan himself. Absolutely. Uh, so. Rob or Rob's dad? Rob's dad. Rob's dad. Rob is obviously a hardcore obviously, fan. Obviously Rob is Bobby, we all know. Uh, we all know. That goes without saying. He's the number one Marilyn Rice uh, aficionado fan expert in the world. I heard he doesn't like her so much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that were true. <laughs> I don't know why I said I wish. No, I just think it would be funny if that were true. Yeah, you know what you wish? You wish you'd shut up about it. <laughs> uh, again, once again, we've taken an ugly turn. I but know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm committed to not editing this at all. Good. I so, think it should not be edited. Let, all right. Let that people see. Uh, the the last guy to this the is how these podcast sausages are made. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, please. That'd be great if if somehow we could get the Sesame Street documentary film crew in here to make a little film like a newsreel about wow. how we make podcasts. Yeah, because kids are having trouble sleeping. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> you think we're more boring than sausages? To children. Oh. Okay. That's true. We're we're, we're very, not machines that we're are very grinding sophisticated. Things up. Yes, we're very sophisticated. It's all talking. Exactly. It's very there's very little yeah, to see here. You can read about the oh boy, you can read about Sesame Street and the tipping point and why it became such a phenomenon. Cool. It's a, it's a great book, you guys. I'm gonna check it out. You really should. I'm, uh, I'm late to this party, to the tipping point party. <laughs> so imagine how late you are if you haven't read it. Pretty late. Um, <laughs> all right. So the last guy to the stage, the last comic of the evening, the last comic standing. <laughs> he was. No, you were, actually, because you got up after him to, to close the show. Uh, I should point out that Paul had a great set at the top of the show. Oh, thank you. But we were, uh, legally, we were not allowed to play any of it. No, because I, all I did was uh, sing a lot of uh, songs. It's true. Um, and we just couldn't afford the, the music clearance. You, you actually you actually did an acapella rendition of the entire album of Let It Be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was impressive. In 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like that Star Wars guy. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Uh, second time it's come up this week for uh, me. Oh. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so here's uh, Eugene Merman. Uh, yes, who happened to be there. It happened to be in town for just yeah. a couple nights. This was a special treat for Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, and Andy Kindler was originally booked right. to do the we show. Right, we should explain that too. I booked him... Because uh, cause Doug, you know, let me have a hand in the, in the booking of it. So it would be people that uh, that I liked and knew and everything. And um, I booked Andy, like, when Doug first told me the idea. When mm-hmm. Doug first suggested that I, I do it. And that was confirmed. Well, I definitely want to get Andy. Andy said yes. That was a month and a half before the actual show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple days before the show, Andy calls me up and leaves me a message saying uh, that he had oral surgery uh, dental, some kind of dental thing scheduled for that day. And so he wasn't going to be able to do stand up that night. And, uh, 
first I accused him of lying, <laughs> and then I accused him of just being inconsiderate and scheduling his dental surgery for that day. I think you left out a key word, though. It was emergency dental surgery. Uh, yeah, you know those emergencies that happen a couple days later? <laughs> I'm, I'm anticipating an emergency in a few days. Oh, okay. So you're saying he called you on a Tuesday. Help, police. My house will be on fire. <laughs> police! I blew it. <laughs> you really blew, blew it, Paul. It. Boy, did I you blew, blow that. I could have gone, the fire department of my house will be on fire, or help, police, my apartment will be broken into. Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, so uh, I was I, led to believe that the, he was in that was, it was the earliest that he could get it done, but that he was in a considerable amount of whatever. I'm only bringing this up because I think it's the third time I've heard he you didn't he didn't mention he this. was in pain. He didn't huh. mention he was Ooh, in pain. well. Oh, and I'm sorry to bore you with my complaints. No, 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 not that it's boring, but when you hear something three times, it's kind of exciting. It's actually <laughs> no, no. It's like when you hear something that's kind of joking, but like jo- uh, joke angry. Right, 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 right. But if you hear it three times, it's like it's. This isn't a joke anymore, is it? Nah, You're just, actually I, mad. I don't know what, what I feel about things anymore. <laughs> I swear to God, like I'm making jokes about things so much that I don't know what my real feelings are about things. Oh, man. Am I really mad at That's Andy? Sad. Maybe I am. I don't know. Who cares? Be- anyway, so we had to scramble to find somebody to, to kind of close it out. But luckily enough. Luckily enough, Eugene happened to be in town, and, yeah. and uh, he came and did the show, and it was uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. He had done it before with Doug in New York. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was really – it turned out being a nice, tight um, – well, not tight. We still went over. It doesn't matter how many comedians are on the show, whether it's me, whether it's yeah. Doug. It always goes way, way over. Like this podcast. Yeah, exactly. It, it goes just, longer than it should. It's just the not nature. that it should, that it. No, but it's, then it, you think it will. Yeah, but but with the interruption, it's just the nature of it. You know, is that it? it it's fun for. It's kind. Of, it's really fun for everybody. I think on, yeah. on the best nights, it's fun for for Doug and the comics mm-hmm. and the audience. You know, and so you kind of don't want it to end a little bit. Yeah. You know? Except that night, the Greg Proops did a half an hour up front. And <laughs> that was one that I missed. The audience just got more and more tired, and then I went on last, and I it was like no laughs, no <laughs>, laughs. It was humiliating. Oh. I hope Greg had fun. <laughs> Uh, now that doesn't sound like fake angry. That sounds like real angry. No, that was that was that was irritating. That was um, irritating. I, I can imagine. <laughs> All I can say is I totally understand why that would be absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so here, so this was, but I like this show because sometimes Doug books like five people, and maybe that feels yeah. a little much. But four is a good number. I personally think four is the is the best number, yeah. and I know Doug like worries about it, you know. But I think that that because anytime it has been four, it's been it's, fine. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And it's yeah, it never feels short. Uh, it's always <laughs> never. <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like you never. No, I know, but nobody ever has left that show saying, "I can't believe it's over already." Right. <laughs> what are we going to do with the rest of the night? <laughs> oh, it's already tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I also want to mention about Eugene's set that um, he closed. He did a few jokes and then he closed with a big piece uh, that I wish I could play. It was really funny. It has to do with. Uh, MySpace again. Uh, it would have been, it would have made a night. Actually, on the night of the show, it made a nice uh, sort of unifying thing with Chris talking about MySpace earlier. But yeah. uh, but we don't want to burn this for him, especially because he was talking about a band that emailed him uh, right about coming to one of their shows, and and he and then too they, involved. It's yeah, very involved. But it turns out they found out about him doing this <laughs> joke and kind of wanted a recording of it on their on their site. So if we put it on the podcast, they would probably, <laughs> probably pirate it yeah, at, yeah, for their yeah. own nefarious purposes. I don't I'm not gonna play that game. <laughs> uh so look pirates do nefarious things. 
That's true. That's really the defining feature of pirates. <laughs> that is what they're all about. Uh, but you can see him live in New York uh, at a bunch of different places, and I urge you to do so. Or in a, in a, in a theater near you, because he yeah, goes on the touring. road quite a bit. He, yeah. does, he does his own tour, and he's Eugene's really, really funny, as you will hear. In yeah. this. And this is, he's not even trying. And the, oh, there is something else we have to explain about this, though. That there oh, was yes, the incident. There was an incident. <laughs> there was an interruption <laughs> of the interruption. I don't think that's ever happened before. Where no, I don't where, think so. Where the interruption actually got interrupted by outside forces. That's a good point. No, uh, so it's kind of historic. Um, <laughs> do, should we just let it play and then we can talk about it after we play the clip? Yeah, because I think it's it's, it's kind it's, of self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so just listen to this. But, and it was weird. It, I will just say it was weird. When genuinely it strange, yeah. a strange thing. Uh, but here's Eugene Merman. You idiots. <laughs> okay, uh, joke time. Uh, <laughs> What do you guys think you're supposed to do if a bear attacks? Huh? Play dead? Throw him the beer. Yes, run. Oh. Ooh. What the? Sir, this is going to be amazing, so get ready. Is this domestic violence? What's going no. on? I can't tell. Did you literally trap? Is your penis trapped in the seat? I would feel terrible making fun of you if your dick is caught in something. What's wrong? You're Are stuck? You Are you really? Do you, do you need a hit? What happened? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sir, that's not funny. It's Everybody not funny. take your seats. Everybody take your seats. You're really stuck, aren't you? That's really terrible. I'm doing just like a quick 20-minute set. <laughs> I noticed some pretty amazing shit. We have time. Yeah, no. All right. Yay! Jesus. How, how is it possible? What were you trying to do that you went from this to uh-oh? Like, what was happening? Like, I just said, what do you do if a bear attacks? Not bear! <laughs> Bears coming, everybody duck. <laughs> everybody hide. It's the bear. I think he he did think that you know what you were gonna follow because yeah. there's one right behind you. Yeah. Yes. Well, the reason I bring it up is shit. <laughs> shit. Um, no, but okay. What do you think you're supposed to do? You obviously. Yeah. I'm not. I thought you raised your hand. You didn't. You're just itchy. Um, somebody said give it a beer or the beer like we all know we all have that bear beer (laughs) give it the beer that's why it came to the forest it loves Heineken Um, a lot of people do think you're supposed to play dead but uh, you're not you're supposed to fight it I guess or don't recommend or get in a tree but playing dead is like a rumor that bears spread I don't know how bears did it, Paul, because bears have no propaganda. They could have never done Triumph of the Will. It's just one, for instance. What if there are some secret bear movies that we don't know about? Like That, that are all anti-Semitic? Yeah. Hey, 
exactly. There could be. There could be a whole uh, like a anti-Semitic bear Hollywood. Maybe yeah. bears are smart enough uh, to have they hate. hate. Jews. They, yeah, they're smart enough to have a certain amount of hate, but they're too dumb to discern who's Jewish and who's not. So like, when every time they attack a human, they're like, I hope this person's a Jew. <laughs> I hope this isn't for nothing. Yes. That, that would be my assumption. <laughs> that would be my dream. Um. <laughs> All right. So uh, we, the, the, the crazy thing about what you heard at the beginning of that clip is that the entire time that Eugene and Paul are kind of laughing and making fun of the situation of this guy who, who, who got his foot stuck... Um, <laughs> in between the seats. In, in his chair. In his own yeah, chair, in I his think. his own chair, yeah, yeah. Um, he was trying to get out that whole time. Go back yeah. and listen to how long it is yeah. that 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 uh, Paul and Eugene are, are riffing on it, and the whole time he's desperately trying to get his foot out. Yeah. So remember, it's a little before. Hey, what's going on over there? <laughs> right. And up to everybody cheering. Right. It's so insane. I also love that um, when it is revealed that he is stuck in the mm-hmm. seat, everybody laughs. <laughs> Yes. Like real mocking schoolyard <laughs> laughter. Ah, but you know what? I gotta say, I'll, I'll give him. Uh, this was uh, it, let's just say it was yeah. Jouster. Yeah, yeah, it's it, Jouster from the message board from a special from thing. a special thing. He was the and one who got stuck. That is what made it so great. And that it was somebody that that most of the people in the room knew. <laughs> but he he kind of he he actually when he says. I'm stuck. Like he, the way he said it, it's very plain. intentional or not, was the perfectly, uh, <laughs> like just sad sack. Oh, you know, it's so plaintive. It's yeah, so plaintive. I'm stuck. So I guess it, it is sort of like this is the worst thing that could be happening to me right now. It is. It I'm, I'm really. I'm is. disrupting the show, and now there's attention on me. <laughs> right, right. That's the last thing a comedy fan wants is the, all the attention of the room on. Especially him because he's a weird loner. <laughs> He doesn't talk to people. <laughs> now you're that's just not, fibbing. That's not true at all. I really am telling you. Uh, all right. But uh, I got, the, the, st- the story that I got afterwards was that he was returning from the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. The row that he was in is is hard to get to. He had to actually uh, come at it from the row behind, and then he was going to climb yeah, over, like I think. Yeah, a pole there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult The, the way I understand area. it, he was, he was climbing over from the row behind his row mm-hmm. and stepped on his chair. And really got his foot in there. Really got, <laughs> got it in there good. And there was another dude that had to kind of wiggle his foot. The guy sitting <laughs> in the row behind him. Get it free. I think actually was the one who freed him. <laughs> he needed a big, strong man to come and rescue him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's great that we're piling up more yeah, humiliation I know. on him. I know. Um, uh, tell everybody his real name while we're at it. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting around. Um, all right. So enough teasing. Uh, I would, like, I, like I said before, Eugene had another. I would play another clip of his, but I really don't think we should play the, the thing that I wanted to play. So in closing... In lieu of that, uh, I wanted to play um, Graham Elwood's uh, the, the end of his set, which, uh, like I said, I thought uh, he had the set of the night. It, this was really fun, and it was for the interruption a rare case of him doing an actual bit. Yeah, and is this? Did we clear this with Graham that this is okay? Not look. Is he he's, gonna, he's not ever going to put out an album or anything like that, right? <laughs> Come on, uh, the clubs he plays—they're not going to listen to this podcast. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, all I know is that he said uh, it was we could use whatever, right, right. but that okay. was before. Yeah, the, the, I, I think he'll be fine with it, and it really is a great—it's a great like nice piece. You know, yeah. it's a great chunk. Um, and did we did we have in the, is this in the 
In this clip, is there me asking him what he does when he gets paid for comedy? <laughs> no, that I that I. <laughs> that didn't. was my favorite moment with Graham because <laughs> it, that was a real question. It All right, was a real I'm going to put it in then. Let's. I'm going to put it in right now, and you'll hear that just on its own, and then we'll get to the. We could just talk about it. I don't know if we have hmm. to. What do you do when? Uh, and this is a serious question. What do you do when you are paid to do comedy? Like, what happens? Because <laughs> it's not this, right? I've never seen Graham do like a regular set ever. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I've just seen him at these alternative shows and goofing around and everything. So I realized, like, it, I had a moment of clarity. Like, I've never seen Graham's act. I, yeah. I guess he is a comedian. <laughs> I don't know what he does regularly. <laughs> I guess he talks about things. Yeah. And then, but this this last piece proves it. I think that yeah. he's a uh, you know so it's so funny. It's a really well constructed and well thought out thing. So I went to the Brass Monkey for a birthday party. And I haven't been there in a Were you waiting? I'm sorry. You looked a little pause like people were going to applaud. <laughs> so I was at the Brass Monkey, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I haven't been there in a long time, and I was bummed out because there's like a... You guys, you know the thing? The Brass Monkey? Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys were jerks on that score. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out, lady. I'm sick of your bullshit. Get her out of here. You've done enough. <laughs> now that you do in the clubs. <laughs> that I do. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an old club standby. So when a lady gets up, you make fun of her. Come on. Not a lot of guys with gay German bags, though. You don't get that. Like at the Funny Bone in St. Louis, you don't see that. You don't see a guy with a tie. Is that a good club? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey, goddammit, and I haven't been there in a long time, and I, I love the Brass Monkey, or I used to love it, because my friends, and I'm not going to be like, I, I used to, I discovered it, or whatever, because it's been there forever, and there's all these old rummies who drink there, and whatever, and now it's just like trendy, there was like a, a dude with a list, and a velvet, and I, I hate What? Really? I hate that. I That's hate that crazy. fucking, I never go into Hollywood. That's the reason everyone hates L.A. They never visit this town. They've ne they don't know anything about it. And they get here, and they go, hey, where's the fun place? I'm going to go, go to Sunset. And they go to Sunset, and they're like, God, I fucking hate Los Angeles. That's, that's, I like this. I've been living here 10 years. So I, and, and it was all velvet rope, and there's all these, like, you know, I mean, like, all the hipsters, you know what I mean? With like, what they, what, which, what, describe them to me again? They, they're hipsters, you know? Oh, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, no, I know what you mean. All, all posy posers, you know what I mean? <laughs> all that. The whole that. scoliosis crowd. Yeah, yeah. The, whole, the whole scoliosis Right, right, right. Then the people in the chiropractic, neck problems. Um, call back to Chris Hardwick. And I, uh, ha, 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 knee strike. Sit down, lady. <laughs> Fucking thought I didn't see you. And I, and so it's all like hipsters, all these dicks found it and they're like oh this is a dive bar no that's not a dive bar you've done a lot of drinking in your days yeah you know what a dive bar i Absolutely. know what a dive bar is where there's like old white trash rummies mm -hmm. and some fight breaks out at the end of the bar you know what i mean you're sitting there drinking like a, a pitcher of bush light and all of a sudden you hear jerry you son of a bitch you know what i mean <laughs> and when you listen to the argument it's always the most insane ridiculous argument you've ever heard like i do not use a shoe horn you know what i mean <laughs> And it's always like, <laughs> and then they like break a bottle, and it's like and someone's got like a homemade knife out of their like suede boots. You know what I mean? They like that they got at a Renaissance fair, and they're like, I'm gonna cut you, Jerry, you jailbird. 
you know, and then later, they find, like an hour later, they're like singing, head like, sing us a song, you're the piano man. I love you, Gary. Like, that's what the brass monkey used to be. And now these fucking assholes, they're up there, it's karaoke. First of all, karaoke, you get up there with your friends and you sing some stupid, you don't, old, you don't sing contemporary songs. These guys are all up there. Never meet it on a blind man. You like you fucking jaggle. What song is that? Whatever. One of those fucking hump bands that all sounds alike. One of those like, you know, one of those fucking nine of them. They go back and fucking whatever the fuck. They all sound alike. You go there and you sing like, "Hey, love shack" with your fucking sorority sisters, and you think you're cute and ha ha, fun times. That's what karaoke should be. You know what I mean? I'm hooked on a feeling. Ha ha. Remember that classic? You don't get up there. And, and these fucking Jags are up there and they honestly they probably think they're going to get like a record deal or something like that and this this is how one guy swear to God how he ended his set he had like the weirdo hipster cowboy hat that you see on like a fucking Bacardi ad you know what I mean and he finished the song like wah, wah, wah. I swear to Christ I was going to cut his arm off and feed it to him but I know now how I'm going to fight this problem. Right, because he's probably not going to eat the arm if you offer it to him. I don't know, he might. Well, you know, well, that's true. We won't know until we get there, but anyway, what's your suggestion? I'd go in slow carb and he'd eat it. <laughs> My suggestion, I'm going to go there with like a leather sport coat, get a fake ponytail, and stand in the back next to one of his buddies when he's singing and like bust out my cell phone and be like, Larry, I got the guy. <laughs> You know what I mean? And just like when he gets off, I'll get fake cards printed up. You know what I mean? And then hire a buddy of mine to like, he's going to fuck you. I'm going to give you a better deal. You know, so it's like, oh shit, bidding war. You know what I mean? And just totally like fucking take him through the ring. Just like, just like, Linda, set up a goddamn meeting. Who's your colorist? Okay, we'll, we'll take, are those your real eyes? We'll fix it. Linda, set it all up. We've got it in the studio. It's done. And then I will rent office space on like Sunset and Doheny. I'll fucking get a convertible Rolls, you know what I mean? I'll have some 19-year-old fake-titted bimbo as my assistant, you know what I mean? I'll have a secretary, and when he shows up, I'll rape him. <laughs> it's like fame. Like, I want to live forever. You want to be fucking famous, don't you? You want to be fucking famous? Shut the fuck up. Stop crying. Shut the fuck up. Don't you fucking look at me. Hey, my name's Graham One thing I was robbed of mm. at this Benson interruption uh, as the guest host was uh, the ability to end Graham's set because <laughs> that is a thing that Doug uh, is very good at that he'll yeah. feel it out. If there's like a big laugh comes, he will, you know, like announce the person's name and, and wrap it up. And it's uh, it's great. And his timing is really good. And um, I I was uh, periodically throughout Graham's set when he would do something kind of especially ridiculous that maybe didn't work so well. Mm -hmm. I would just yell out, Graham Elwood, everyone, right. as if I was ending his set. And then he pulls out this little gorgeous set piece yeah. and uh, closes it out himself. He didn't. I, I think he didn't want to give me the satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, just when you. Or think maybe it was a fuck you to Doug. <laughs> wow, that's deep. Yeah, was like you know what? I'm gonna waste this on Benson. I'm gonna bring my my ace game to Paul F. Tompkins. I kind of I don't know if he's done that before that 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 bit before mm -hmm. or if it was a first time thing. It, it just seemed like. Uh, 
it, I don't know. It's, it's great when he brings that same energy and that same kind of spontaneity to yeah. something that's actually a story. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And really you, cool. you can tell that he really meant it. You know? <laughs> it, it, it. And maybe it was something that was very fresh in his mind. Like he yeah. had just seen this and, and it really, <laughs> really bothered him. Yeah. And he's right because the brass monkey in, in, it's in Koreatown in, in Los Angeles and, uh, it was like a hole in the wall kind of place. Like I really am astonished to find out that there's a velvet rope. That's um, crazy. I can't believe that either. Yeah. But I yeah. stopped going there when it was like you had to wait an hour to sing one song. <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's really not worth it. No. It's really not worth it. <laughs> just go to the just go to that place that other place in Koreatown where you get your own room and you can sing a million oh, songs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's how we kick it. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Noted. Uh, I ended the podcast with "That's how we kick it." <laughs> uh, but that is the podcast for this uh, edition of the Doug Benson Interruption, featuring Paul F. Tompkins as guest host. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank Paul for being here today. Uh, thank you, Matt. You're welcome. And I also uh, want to thank Doug Benson for uh, yeah. uh, letting me fill in for him. It was really a lot of fun. It was uh, it was a thrilling, thrilling uh, evening for me. It was so it was very exciting. Yeah. Know? It was like a lot of adrenaline. Um, I should. I want to thank Doug for letting me record it and and uh, put it on the net for all you guys. And thanks so, to all the comics. Yeah, thanks to uh, Chris and Jen and Graham and Eugene. Um, oh, there were thanks there, to the UCB, UCB Theater, Seth Morris, Susan Hale, uh, all the interns, Daisy Rosario, Daisy, uh, um, <laughs> the other ones, Jim Yato in the booth. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, Jimmy. God, of course. Uh, um, thanks to the UCB themselves, Amy Poehler, Matt Besser, <laughs> uh, Ian Roberts, Matt Walsh. And even Horatio Sands, who was in, originally a member yeah, of the Adam group. McKay. Adam McKay was so Thank was you, Del Close. Del Close really started it all, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we also have to thank... <laughs> The uh, Improv Olympic I, is I, where they I, I started. Spolin, um, mm-hmm. who was one of the founders of Second City. Okay. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> the original cast of Saturday Night Live, but of course, SCTV. We have to thank them. Lauren Michaels for all his work in the comedy field. Um, Red Button, the late Red Buttons. <laughs> Red Skelton. Red Skelton. Uh, um, Red Skeleton. Who was Red a comic Skeleton? book character? Comic here. book character, really? The, the Red Skull, Captain America. The Red Skull. Archbow. I think that's what I was thinking. Of. Is that what you were thinking? Of? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I misspoke. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you offended the real Red Skull. <laughs> I might have offended the real Red Skeleton. <laughs> I think yes, because I think the Red Skull was based on Red Skeleton. <laughs> yeah. He's like, God damn it! Why did you have to pour salt in that wound? <laughs> Just don't use my real name, all right? <laughs> no, okay, okay. We'll, we'll call the characters. He gets different. no royalties. <laughs> um, but this is going to seem really odd with all this wrap up. But yeah, I have to go some, back. Hold on a second. Here's oh, something. That, but before you get into that, here's something that's fucked up. Captain America. He's a World War II hero, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets frozen in a block of ice. Mm-hmm. Gets revived in the 20th century. So does the Red Wait. Skull. What? How did that happen? He gets revived in the 20th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also frozen in the 20th century, wasn't he? Oops. <laughs> yes. When was what was the World War II? It <laughs> was in the 1700s. 1700s. <laughs> yeah, that's how we won our independence from Germany. <laughs> Yes, he set up a gun. He was he was frozen and unfrozen in the twentieth century. (laughs) It all happened in one century. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Usually, people wait millions of years to be unfrozen. My point is that his arch enemy also somehow makes it to you know sixty years later. Odd, (laughs) odd that that (laughs) that those two. At the very least, it's odd. I would say I would have to say those two are star crossed. (laughs) Because if you were Captain America, and then all of a sudden you know you get thawed out, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, you know modern times. And then, uh, 
somebody says, hey, the Red Skull is going on a rampage. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Not that old. <laughs> I've been in a block of ice for 60 years. <laughs> How did this guy track me down? <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> I, I anyway. froze myself to get away from him. <laughs> now he's back. I thought oh. I'd just, I I just wait it out. This this life. There's <laughs> <laughs> no way to live. Wait, what was your point about I was going to say are, are the, here for? <laughs> the, the, this is my obligation as host of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Two of the things. Oh, I lost my breath for a second. It's Getting a little dizzy from laughter. Uh, the two things that you might not understand from listening to Graham in that last bit were uh, the hipster pose. Mm. He this that led to the scoliosis comment. He shrugged his shoulders. Obviously, he yeah, probably he like didn't. Kind of bent over, leaning, leaning over to the side. That's his impression of. of a hipster, I guess. Yeah, um, like someone who's so cool they can't stand upright. And then the guy that he was talking about singing the Nickelback song uh, at the end of his song, I guess, uh, kind of crossed his arms, and, or I don't even know if he crossed his arms. He he kind of paused and then threw up a peace sign, also, yeah. like a very earnest peace sign. Yeah, yeah. So that's what Graham was talking about. Uh, now that you've got the full picture, use your decoder rings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this should be a video podcast. <laughs> but then we couldn't have all this fun talking for hours. Sure, and then there's so much budget to spend on makeup. Yeah, true. We Whereas it's to... only half the budget now. Yeah. That is a waste of money. We only need a, a, a quick pancake yeah, and uh, a really simple a waste eyeliner. Of money. <laughs> simple eyeliner. Uh, all right. Well, thanks again to everybody involved Paul, Doug, Jimmy in the booth, UCB. Alabama chewing on her sticks. Oh yeah, uh, that's my dog. Um, she's here. Matt's wife. <laughs> yes. Name I don't know. Elise. Elise. Oh, that's a nice name. It is. It is a nice. It's name. just a derivative. She of... doesn't like me. <laughs> what? Uh, I can tell. That is couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> you are actually one of her favorite comedians. Uh, I don't see my picture in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's in that. It's in that collage. What? Oh, what a weird thing to be upset about. Well, I don't see my picture in your home anywhere. <laughs> that's what people do with their favorite comedians. They hang their picture. <laughs> It's an old tradition <laughs> from the old country. <laughs> and here's my shrine to my grandparents, and over uh, there is my favorite comedian. Of course, Paul I'm going to start getting bit up about that when I go to people's homes, whether I'm their favorite comedian or not. <laughs> Why isn't my picture in here? You should go door to door with pictures, headshots. I, I will maybe. have one, yeah. I see you don't have a picture of me. Here's one. Do you have a headshot in, in your satchel by any chance? I don't. I don't. Sorry for saying satchel again. I know I said it about an hour ago. Did you really? About the guy. Oh, Vesti had a satchel. Vesti, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we at 1.30 yet? Because I want to just oh, bring this to an over exact 1.30. I don't think we are. Really? Um, Can you see? Is there a counter? Because I would love to take Oh, my God. We're at 1.33. Oh, shit. But there might be some tightening when we put in the clips. Okay. Because I would love it to be exactly 1.30. I'm going to try for then it. Then I won't have to wash my hands 50 times <laughs> when I listen to it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I hope I don't have to cut that joke to make it 1.30. Ah, that was a gem. No, there's plenty of other shit to cut. Yeah, Believe me. Right. I'll just right. lose Eugene's set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, then it would be too short. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, and we'll see you next time uh, on this podcast called The Doug Benson Interruption or just the AST Radio. Yeah. Check out the the Pat Oswald interview I did a few days ago. Check out, And go back and check out my interview from a couple months that ago. That was fun. I, yeah. am I, the, I think I was the longest interview, and I think we've seen why tonight. You, you and uh, and uh, Andy Kendler were maybe oh, tied. Oh, never shuts up. <laughs> that was very, both of you guys, very in-depth. Uh, and that's the way we like it on AST. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's for real this time. That's, the, that's it. That's the show. And, Stop uh, talking so you can end it. Until next time, we'll see you on the board. Bye.